MileHighRadio.com. Just what the doctor ordered. And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning, everyone, and I am so excited because we are actually not live in Atlanta. We are, drum roll please, live in Denver. Yay! I am here for a couple of days and having so much fun because it is fall here. It is gorgeous. I seem to have brought a little of the Atlanta rain with me, so sorry about that, folks. But... Anyhow, I am Deb Creer, I am the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And because I am live in studio, I have a guest who is live in studio with me also. Isn't this just so much fun? I have Jeanette Seibley with me. Welcome, Jeanette. Back to Denver. Great. Well, thank you, thank you. You know, I, we rearranged schedules so that we could both be here today because this is so much fun. You know, I, I had a guest who was actually in Atlanta who was supposed to be on today, and he very graciously agreed to switch dates, and and so this is is very cool because that would have been funny for me to have been in studio and have a guest calling in. But before we jump right in, I want to tell everybody just a little bit about Jeanette. Jeanette Seibley has been an internationally recognized business advisor and executive coach for over 20 years. She started when she was four. She has helped thousands of entrepreneurs, executives, and business owners work smarter, enjoy financial freedom, and realize their dreams. With straight talk for dynamic results, Jeanette has an uncanny ability to help her clients identify roadblocks and focus quickly to produce unprecedented results. It's one of the reasons that she wrote, It's Time to Brag. Along the way, she created three millionaires. She is the author of It's Time to Brag, the career edition, and Hiring Amazing Employees, a second edition, along with over 200 articles on leadership challenges. So welcome, Jeanette. Again, it is so great to be here in studio with you. I know it's great to be seen. Um, and, and Jeanette and I knew each other obviously before I left Denver. And so it is so much fun to, to be able to, to see you again. So, you know, let's just jump right in because we want to talk about your book and it's, it's called, it's time to brag five, five amazing steps to sell yourself. And the concept behind this is that we downplay. You know, and, and, I, and I think especially as women, because especially those of us of <clears throat> a certain generation, we were always taught that it is impolite and improper to brag about ourselves. And so, you know, whether it's you're, you're completing a resume or somebody at a networking event says, so what do you do? Or, you know, uh, my favorite is, is, of course, you know, if you're putting things on LinkedIn, we downplay. And that's what I loved about Jeanette's book because it talks about how to appropriately brag about yourself so that we're not coming across as the, you know, hey, look at me, look at me. And and so first, Jeanette, tell us why you decided to write the book. Well, I've been working as a business coach for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And even prior to that, when I was in corporate America and I had gone through a couple of downsizing and company restructuring, mm-hmm. and you get out there and you're talking with people and they just don't get what you can provide mm-hmm. for their company mm-hmm. or for them. Or uh, as a coach, a lot of times my clients couldn't sell themselves. Right. Because, well, I wouldn't want to sound any differently or be any different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, why not? Mm-hmm. If you can't differentiate yourself, right. you can't provide mm-hmm. the value. Mm-hmm. So that was why I wrote the book was to help people really get present to all their accomplishments. I've had several people uh, do the exercises, Mm -hmm. because you don't get this just by reading the book. Mm -hmm. You have to do the exercises. Mm -hmm. But after they do the exercises, you can just see this whole new level of confidence Mm -hmm. just emanating from them. There was this realtor one time that was um, 
part of a networking group. And mm-hmm. usually when she introduced herself, she was watching her feet. Oh, dear. And so after she did the exercises mm-hmm. in the book, she'd go, look you in the eye, stick her hand out, do the proper handshake, sh- introduce who she was. And her business just took off. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, amazing. And then I've seen it happen as young as um, one of the uh, women who had bought the book, done the exercises. Her 13-year-old son was being bullied at school. Oh, dear. And so, as you know, when you're getting bullied, you're, you don't feel real confident right. mm-hmm. about yourself or good about and yourself. And it gets worse. You know, it's, it it's, does. Mm-hmm. It does because, you know, they, it's like a, a feeding frenzy, mm-hmm. you know, like sharks you know, circling. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she had him go through these same exercises yeah. in the book, mm-hmm. and his confidence just came back. Mm-hmm. Um, again, everybody, I don't care what age you are, you've all done stuff Right. And it's a matter of how do you share it? How mm-hmm. do you get out there and share it in a way that people can hear it mm-hmm. and get it? Right. Well, and in the book, you talk about how important it is to differentiate yourself without, of course, going too far. And I think that's one of the traps we've fallen into is yeah. we become the, the fish in the sea where we just all say the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell people when they're working on their LinkedIn profile to look at how other people in, have, have written it. But I always say don't copy and paste. You know, use that as kind of the starting point. And sometimes it helps just because they have writer's block and, you know, and, and it right. helps jog their memory. But we do get caught up in saying the same thing as everybody else. And, and I love it in your book. You know, it's, I'll describe the photo. Um, it's, it's, you know, you need to be a cat. And the, the picture in the book is two raccoons. And a cat. And the cat has a mask on because he's trying to pretend to be a raccoon. And I think that really is what we do, you know, whether it's applying for a job or writing your LinkedIn profile or, you know, attending a networking thing, we want to go with the flow. And, And part of that is we have been taught not to brag, but I think it's... We haven't been taught how to brag properly. Correct. And I, the biggest thing that struck me about your book was to use numbers. And I always tell people when they're working on their LinkedIn profile, you have to use numbers, you know, because that's what differentiates yourself. If you say, you know, I was head salesperson of the year. Okay, that's nice. Right. So but, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> eh, whoopee. But if you say, I was head salesperson of the year because... I improve profit, profits by 20%. I, you know, and, and it is those numbers. It's not just saying improve profits. Yeah. Is that 1%? Is that 99%? And, and I think we're a skeptical society. And so if we don't see those numbers, we assume it's low. So, you know, talk to us about the process of learning how to brag. You've got a, a five-step process. Right. So let's just kind of walk through them. So what is the first step? Well, the first step, and it's a real easy step. It's just write down things. It's called, I call it the KTA process, mm-hmm. knowledge, talent, and achievements. Okay. So under the, the knowledge column, write down everything you're knowledgeable about. Mm-hmm. So it could be sales, mm-hmm. could be human resources, could be grandparenting, right. could be gardening, mm-hmm. could be software, mm-hmm. could be anything. Well, and what I like about that is it's not just business. Correct. Because we pull experience from everything we, we do. do. And too often we forget those additional mm-hmm. experiences. Right. I remember working for a property uh, with a property management company, uh, where I was part of uh, was part of their consulting team. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues they had was uh, curb appeal, which means when ah. you drive mm-hmm. up, how does the place right. look? Mm-hmm. Well, in my home back in Detroit, um, I had put in a perennial garden. Ah. And I said, why can't you put some perennials here mm-hmm. so that they come up year after year? You don't have to go through this every year. It's also not expensive to do, but it's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And having had that experience and having shared those pictures with them, they were able to get value added right. out of that interaction. Mm-hmm. But again, it was me mm-hmm. owning that, hey, I had done that. Mm-hmm. I had been a gardener. Mm-hmm. Even right. though that's not my main profession, you wouldn't hire me as a landscaper. But I've been there, done that kind right. of thing. So that would be something I would be knowledgeable right. about. I worked with a, a woman one time, and, and she uh, had the same position with a company for many, many years. And through uh, you know a series of unfortunate incidences, she ended up having to change jobs. And her resume was about half a page long. And, and she had no numbers. You know, and, and she was extremely good at what she did. And so when we started adding those numbers in, it was good. But then, you know, but she'd only had the one job. 
Right. So I said, what else have you done? Well, she was, you know, the, the chairman of the PTA. Oh and my so goodness. she had managed their budget, you know, oh. all of these various <laughs> things. And her assumption was it wasn't business. And that's what I like about LinkedIn is you do include your volunteer work. And, right. and I tell people, you know, if it's, it's substantial enough, put it under experience. You'll make sure that you're saying, yes. okay, this was volunteer position. Because, of course, the cool thing is then you can get recommendations for it. But we do tend to forget that what we do as a volunteer, what we do for fun, as a parent, you know, all of those things, that is what makes us that whole person and that whole employee or business owner. Well, and I think businesses are more open to that today. Mm -hmm. I know 10, 20 years ago, they weren't open to it as they would be today Mm -hmm. because, well, she, they, he or she didn't do it in a business setting. Well, you know, all skills, and that's uh, focused in this book as Mm -hmm. well, are transferable. Mm -hmm. If you want to go from one industry to the other, it's transferable. But you got to know what those KTAs are in Mm -hmm. order to transition them appropriately. Mm -hmm. Well, and... And it does take time. You know, one yes. of the things that, that you talk about in the book is this isn't that you spend five minutes and you're done. Right. You know, work <laughs> through it and keep working through it and, and go back and forth. And, and, you know, whether it is that you're perfecting your resume or your elevator pitch or, you know, uh, your, your LinkedIn profile, it's a work in progress. It um, is. And because things will trigger in your mind. You know, you, you might totally have forgotten something that you did that is a very relevant, uh, job skill for something that you're looking for. Exactly. Exactly. I've had a lot of um, people that have cried through the process. Mm-hmm. I've had people say, just throw the sheet across mm-hmm. <laughs> the table, say, ah, because they have this thing with numbers. Mm-hmm. But yet numbers is such a subtle, business-savvy right. way mm-hmm. of sharing what you've achieved. Mm-hmm. And being able to do that with anything and everything you've done really makes a huge difference. Right. Even if it's just for your own self-esteem. Mm-hmm your own self-awareness, because so often we go through life, we're not present to what we've done. No. You know, and, and, you know, what I like about your process is it really does make you think. It does. And, and it brings up those, the aha moments, um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure for some people it can be a very daunting task and sometimes yes. very frustrating, especially when they're staring <laughs> at a blank piece of paper. Um, so do you advise talking with other people and asking them, Hey, what are my skills? What would you say about me? You know, for, for the people who get stuck, and and get frustrated because of course you get frustrated and you stop. Right. So if they're having trouble doing this, what tips do you have? Well, in the book and in life I say write mm-hmm. and keep writing. And part of the reason for that is when you're writing, you're actively engaging your brain. Mm. And if you're engaging your brain, you're engaging the rest of you, your mm-hmm. heart, soul and everything else, right? And I think that's important because when you write something down, it's now in black and white. Right. Oh my goodness, I did that. Mm-hmm. I, oh my, you know, and uh, I mean, it's just amazing how people can get really excited mm-hmm. about something. And it's very awe-inspiring as well because it's like, I did that. I now have a way of sharing that in which to help me get a job I really, really, really want mm-hmm. as opposed to accepting something uh, as a career or a job or what have you simply because I wasn't able to share with mm-hmm. the the person doing the hiring, what I'm really capable of doing. So writing is the key. Mm -hmm. The other key is get in front of the mirror. Ah, yes. And practice Mm -hmm. until the person looking back at you, Mm -hmm. also known as yourself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) gets it. Mm -hmm. Because if you can look in the mirror and share yourself and you can get it, like Mm -hmm. you feel comfortable with that, Mm -hmm. you can then do that with other people. Because a lot of times people do get really nervous because they're afraid of being called a braggart. Right. Mm-hmm. That's something that we were brought up with. Oh, don't be a braggart. That's and, such a bad thing. Yeah. And, and of course, sometimes for women, there's another B word that yes, we won't say. Yes, exactly. But, you know, it, 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 you know it, it comes in there. And, and it's funny because you and I were talking on the phone before the, the program that the Girl Scouts and several other very uh, female-oriented organizations have come up with this philosophy of banning the word bossy. Oh, I and, saw that. And it's I funny saw that. because women, when they, you know, they, we, we do, we get that, that other B word and then bossy mm-hmm. and we're not, you know, it's, it's right. taking charge. It's doing things where if it was a man, it would be perfectly acceptable. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, bossy 
it has bad connotations to it. You know, well, and, and you want to be that, you know, you want to have strength. You want to, you know, all those good positive characteristics as opposed to, to the B words. Exactly. You remind me of a conversation I had, in fact, just yesterday mm-hmm. with a, a woman who is a real powerhouse, but she keeps applying for positions that aren't quite there for mm-hmm. her. And I think the people that are sending her the rejection notices know that, hey, she's just, the word overqualified is being overused, Mm so, but she truly is overqualified, Mm -hmm. and I finally said to her, I said, you know, I think they have a subtle point that they're trying to make to you, is that you're not going for a high enough position, Mm -hmm. and part of it goes right into Mm -hmm. what you're saying is, they don't want to be seen as bossy, or the other B word, or uh, they're still concerned about bragging, and really Mm -hmm. owning themselves, but then again is you've got these gifts that you've been right. given. Mm-hmm. Use them. Right. Well, and from the, the other side, if you're the person doing the interviewing, yes. if you see that they are overqualified, you're thinking they're not going to stay. They're going right. to want my job. Yeah. You know, I've, I've interviewed that's the people. Biggest, yeah. That's the biggest concern, I think. You know, I, I worked at, <laughs> uh, when I worked at ING, I interviewed a young woman for an entry-level PR position. She had worked in the White House press corps. Oh my so you goodness. talk about overqualified <laughs> and, but her thought process was it was a very different world. And, and I tried to explain to her, it's really not. And I did look at it as you're going to want my job in about two months. Um, right. you know, and, and we encouraged her to, you know, she obviously wasn't going to, to work for us, but I encouraged her to apply for something that was more her, her knowledge and skill level because, you know, so many people would just be intimidated seeing that, you know, White House press corps that they wouldn't even get past that point. But, you know, I think we do downplay. And, and then one of the problems is somebody who has, you know, in, in your book, it is specifically for people, uh, in their, their career search. And, you know, and, and to some degree, LinkedIn is also, but the people who have been out of work for a while, right. then they really start questioning themselves and their abilities. So how do you get them past that? Is this still just part of this whole process of, you know, think again about the, the skills and knowledge that you have? Well, I think it's, one of the areas that we get ourselves is, to me, it's like a trap. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody told me, um, it was about a year ago, something about a lot of resumes today are being dummied down. Ooh. And I really, I mean, that, that word dummied mm-hmm. just really, you know, oh, that's pushed a good. button. Right. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about it. I said, if you sit and you do the KTAs, mm-hmm. And you're clear about who you are and what you've done. Mm-hmm. And you put together the resume appropriate for that particular position. Right. I don't know that that's dumbing down. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, uh, and I've worked with a lot, I, you know, what, I do a lot of work with hiring mm-hmm. and interviewing. Unfortunately today, a lot of employers do a really, really bad job of hiring. Right. It's part of the reason for the second edition of the Hire Amazing mm-hmm. Employees mm-hmm. book. Um, it, but the thing is, is that when people really do a good job of hiring, I remember working with one company, um, where a lot of the people were younger that mm-hmm. they were bringing in. And I was saying, but you keep complaining that they don't do this or have that right. or ha ha ha. I said, so why don't you hire people who have those skills? Mm-hmm. So guess what? They started doing that. Those people are still there today. Right. The younger ones have already left. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why is, you know, every job, no job's perfect. But if you're clear about, oh, been there, done that, and you know what you need to do, it really makes a difference. Well, it's the same when you're putting together your brag statements. Mm-hmm. When you really own who you are, what you've done, and what you can contribute to a company, it makes it really a lot easier when you get into those situations where people are thinking you're overqualified. Right. Because you can speak more knowledgeably. Mm-hmm on point to what it is that may be their issue, but it may also be speaking to issues that they haven't recognized themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where really owning who you are and really being present to it and Mm -hmm. being able to share it makes a huge difference. Right. Huge. Well, and you know, the whole process of writing it down and practicing it over and over you just get more comfortable with it. You know, you, you talked about the mirror. There is a friend of mine in Atlanta who is a realtor and he is phenomenal at what he does. Uh, and, and part of it is he reaches out every quarter and makes a phone call to anybody he has, has 
come in contact with, whether he bought or sold a house for him or just, you know, saw him at a networking thing. And he does it standing in front of a mirror. And for him, that really helps because it makes him really think that he's having that conversation with the person as opposed to talking at them. And so that mirror is is just really? such a good tip. And for him, it, it actually helps that he's standing. And he said, you know, that's just one of those things that, that he does. So I think, you know, for anybody, whether you're getting ready to, to network or interview or do all of those things, practice it in front of the mirror. Yes. Great. Well, we are going to go ahead and take our first break. It's amazing how fast time flies. <laughs> um, and when we come back, we'll talk about, you know, the next steps because we talked about step one. So I am Deb Creer talking with Jeanette Seibley, and we will be back in just a moment on Mile High Radio. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. More stimulating talk radio. MileHighRadio.com Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.FamiliesFirstColorado.org. Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, Screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. Great shows, great music, milehighradio.com. What are you listening to? And now we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. We are back and having so much fun, um, but learning a lot, which is obviously what we are here for. So I am Deb Creer and I'm talking with Jeanette Seibley. And before we go any further, Jeanette, tell people how they find you online and how they connect with you and get your information. Okay. I'd love to do that. Um, in order to get the brag book, you can go to Amazon.com or you can go to time2brag.com. Great. You know, and, and what we're talking about is that we, we need to learn to brag about ourselves. And we're not talking about, you know, the little five-year-old boy <laughs> bragging. We're talking about professional bragging and how to stand out. And, and sometimes stand above the crowd, but how to do it appropriately and really differentiate yourself from the masses. You know, I talked about it's the, the, you want to be, we tend to, to put ourselves as the little fish swimming along with everybody else. <laughs> we need to be the shark. Yes. You know, we want to be that shark or, right. you know, I was just in Boston a couple of weeks ago, the whale. We want to, we saw whales <laughs> and you know, I want to be that whale. I don't want to be that minnow. And, and so we've been talking about your book. So step one in this process are the KTA. So KTA stood for knowledge, talent, achievements. Great. So you've gone through, you've written, you've, you've done that. So what is step two now in this process? So you've gone through and you've written down things you're knowledgeable about. Okay. So that was the K. Right. Now we're going to go to the T, which is talents. Okay. And what you want to do is you want to describe each thing that you've written down that you're knowledgeable about. Mm -hmm. You want to put it down as a talent. Okay. And you could have like one knowledge and 10 talents. That's fine. And how you want to differentiate that is with verbs. Okay. 
So, for example, if your knowledge is software, mm-hmm. uh, the talent might be load software okay. or load programs. Okay. Engineer might be calibrate differences or mm-hmm. variances, I should say. Uh, human resources might be conduct interviews mm-hmm. or a benefits administrator. Could be something as fundraising or parenting. Uh, could be coach little league. Uh, fundraising could be sell chocolate bars. Mm-hmm. But again, you want to have that verb there that differentiates exactly what it is that you've done. Mm-hmm. And you want it to go for each thing that you're knowledgeable about have at least one talent. Okay. Okay. So we've got number two down. So right. then what is number three? And number three is where the rubber meets the road. It really is. This is the heart and soul of this. And it's called achievements. Mm-hmm. And instead of just writing down a number, we're going to write down two numbers for every talent. Okay. So people are going, <gasps> numbers? Oh, no, I hate math. Mm-hmm. Well, get over it. <laughs> numbers are really what make you stand out. We it really about is. Because it, it's so subtle, but yet so powerful. Mm-hmm. So, for, for example, let's go back to the software example. So the the knowledge is software, mm-hmm. the talent is load software programs, the achievement could be set up a network system for a $2 million company in three business days. Right. So there's your numbers. Two of two them. Two million and three business. That's two numbers. Another one could be troubleshoot with five clients, there's your first number, mm-hmm. uh, when $150,000 software package, that's your second number, mm-hmm. failed to produce results promised. Right. Uh, worked with three testers and developers to find the problem and resolve it within three days. Mm-hmm. A three I just happened to use, mm-hmm. but it could be any number. Right. What you're sharing there and what and what you're telling people very succinctly is this is what I've done. Mm-hmm. It's factual. Right. Well, and one of the things that you also talk about is sometimes that the number might not always be impressive. So then you can use a percentage. Correct. You know, and, and maybe it's a small business and, right. you know, and, and so you, you know, you helped with the sales and it improved their sales by $50. Well, you know, that's, that's not impressive, <laughs> but was that 75%? That's a totally different number. Now you're not hiding anything. I mean, you right. know, if somebody asks, you want to be able to tell them that, but right. yeah, sometimes you do have to switch to that percentage as opposed to exactly um, the, 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 the finite numbers. Well, and keep in mind, there's always different ways of looking at the same thing, mm-hmm. just like what you're pointing out. So don't get stuck in that it has to be a percent increase. Mm-hmm. It could be a decrease in time right. spent. Mm-hmm. And you just want to know how much time. Was it a day? Was it an hour? An hour may not sound impressive, but you know what? If I save a small business owner one hour uh, using a particular software program, say in accounting, that's a lot of money right. to the bottom line for a small business. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to write down what's so. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I mentioned in the book is tell the truth. Right. Oh, Most yes. people are not mm-hmm. going to double check your numbers, but if that's one person does and they find out you've lied, mm-hmm. and a lot of people today do lie mm-hmm. on their resumes, yeah, because in their they interviews. Assume no one has enough time to check. Exactly. But you know, you're going to find that one person who does. Mm-hmm. And once they do, your credibility is shot. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. Well, and this is also where when you're really thinking about this, you don't downplay. Um, right. I was, uh, I taught a LinkedIn seminar last week and, and this woman was there and, and she was having me look over her resume and, and she had put down that she had basic knowledge of. And, and I said, don't do that. And she said, why? And, and she said, because I don't use it a lot. And I said, you have working knowledge of. I said, you're not saying you're an expert at it. I said, but, it was just that different. And she looked yes. at me and she said, wow. And I yeah. said, basic is minimal. Working is you know how to use it. And, and she, and I said, do you? And she said, yes. And I said, then, you know, and, and so it's, it's, you know, thinking about those descriptive terms also. And, and exactly. I'm, I'm assuming that then when you start putting those numbers, that's where you really realize, okay, it wasn't minimal. It was more than that. And that kind of helps you rethink how you've done all the, that wording. Well, and what's really great about this is when once you put down the numbers and then you go back to your network mm-hmm. and uh, your friends, your family, uh, people who might be aware of those particular achievements, get their impression, right. mm-hmm. you may find that you've downplayed your own achievements. And and I think especially women, you know, we talked yeah. about that at the start, we really do that. Um, when I started doing a lot on LinkedIn, I wrote my LinkedIn profile and I thought it looked pretty good. And then I had someone who knew me very well go through it and rewrite it. 
And he used words that I never would have used to describe myself. But when I looked at it, I realized they were true. Yes. And he had just, and you know, he bumped it up several notches, but it was still true. Yes. And that's where you want to be really responsible that they don't take your numbers out. Right. Because a lot of times people still are not comfortable Mm -hmm. sharing who they are, Mm -hmm. even though they've used better descriptive words like what you're talking about. If they take the numbers out, they've still, um, you know, it, it's kind of gone back it. and forth. Right? You dummied yeah. it down. <laughs> yeah. So you can have that better descriptor right. and the numbers. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's interesting because I've always said, you know, a lot of times it helps women. But, you know, a lot of men go, well, it helps us too. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of men today are, are feeling that kind of crunch as well, mm-hmm. is how do you get the jobs that really speak you know, support who mm-hmm. you are and what you've done and right. where you want to go. So mm-hmm. for both men and women, this is very, very important because some men can come across just like women, but unfortunately men more so can come mm-hmm. across very egotistical. Right. So they're, it's almost that they're learning to downplay a bit. And, yeah. And it's not really downplay. It's just be more business appropriate. Right. And, and get away from the word dummy down. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> So steps one, two, and three were yeah. knowledge, talent, and achievement. Right. So now what is step four? Well, uh, what you do with the first three is you keep writing. So this is not something you do once and it's done. Right. This is something you should have the sheet, uh, keep it somewhere where throughout your entire career mm-hmm. you can go back and review because you will forget. You will forget. Mm-hmm. And it's great also to see how far you've come. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So let's say, okay, I've got that done. Now what? Well, review it with um, some friends, mm-hmm, right? Your former bosses, coworkers, get their opinion about what they've done, or if it was a team effort, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then put together step four is I am, mm. and the I am statement is very important because it just differentiates you from everyone else. Mm-hmm. So if I say I am a coach, right? Most of you would just like go change the dial. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we know thousands because of those. everybody says, I am a coach. Exactly. But if I say, I am a coach who has created three millionaires working with number four and looking for number five and six, are you the one? That's a different lead-in. Right. Oh, definitely. And if somebody's not interested in becoming that um, millionaire status, mm-hmm. guess what? They're probably not going to want to right. talk any further. And and so right there, it was a qualifying type of statement. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it also sets me apart from other coaches mm-hmm. because there's a lot of coaches. I mean, you could be coaching for life. You could be a health coach. And those are great, um, you know, people to hire. But is that what you're up to? Is right. that what you need right now? So, again, it's really helping to find, too. So if you're like a – and, again, I love Mary Kay – products. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, I am a Mary Kay rep who helps you look like a million dollars. Right. Because we all want to look like a million dollars. Exactly. Or, or look 10 years younger. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but if I just say I'm a Mary Kay rep. We go, yeah, right. Whatever. Well, we, we know a hundred mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. Well, it was funny at that LinkedIn seminar, one of the things that they also did was they had to go around and give their 30 second elevator speech. And, you know, these were people who, some of them had been off work for quite a while. Some were currently working but considering changing. And so there was kind of a a varying degree. And they all had what I would call milk toast, 30-second, you know. It was okay. And and what I told them was, you want the people, you want to give them enough so that they say, tell me more. You know, if, if it was just, I'm a customer service representative, okay, but... Again, it was if I'm a, you know, I'm a customer service representative who has helped increase, you know, sales in my business by X or whatever. If they're not looking for that person, then they go on to something else. Exactly. But, you know, they immediately keyed on that. And, and I said, you know, and you really want them to be asking you more questions, but it's also then, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Because we all love to talk about ourselves. Oh, exactly. So to flip it back on them, that was good. But but I love the I am, and I am is a very powerful statement. It very, yeah. Um, you know, and 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 so it's you know I am this that does or has done. You know, that's that's that next or step. Or am part doing. Two. Mm-hmm. Well, and I remember a young man one time I had done a rewire your career workshops, and he had been a waiter. And wanted to get into customer service right. um, with a company, but they just said, well, you've always only been a waiter. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so how do I get past that? I said, well, as a waiter, 
how many customer complaints did you have? Right. He said, I've never had any. I said, so you have a hundred percent customer satisfaction. And what was interesting is it took him a minute to get what I had said, but once he got it, his whole light bulb went, (laughs) I could just see him light up. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he's, he's Mm -hmm. gotten those kind of work because again, once you do your KTAs and you're able to start looking at them from the perspective of the person wanting to hire you, it really makes a difference in helping you Mm -hmm. to better language what it is you really want. Mm -hmm. Because saying I'm a waiter wanting a customer service position probably isn't going to help you. But if, hey, I'm, I am a customer service professional with 100% customer satisfaction. Mm -hmm. People are going to listen to you differently. They're going to interact with you Mm -hmm. differently. It's really just amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, and then that's where some of those other skills that you thought of exactly. came in. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and so it might be that, you know, I'm, I'm a waiter who has a hundred percent customer service, uh, satisfaction. And I also, you know, am, am experienced in budgets or scheduling exactly. or, you know, and, and maybe it was that it was scheduling for a softball league. But that doesn't matter. Scheduling no. is scheduling, and, and, and sometimes scheduling oh, for a software league can be harder than scheduling right, in a right, company. Yeah. You know, and and so it, it is about adding. <laughs> maybe it's it's the added value is is the premise that, yes. that you're doing. So now, what is step five in this process? Well, just okay. So if I could more step, more, yeah, okay. just one step back. I want to be really clear because this is very very important. Mm-hmm. And I've had this, you know, out in networking me. So one other word to our listeners is talk straight. Right. So. It, I remember meeting a gentleman one time who said, I'm in sales. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, so tell me more about that. And he could never under- articulate to me what he was selling. Ah. So finally we got down to the heart and soul of what he does. He was looking for a job of estimating. Wow, that's very different. It is. And so talk straight, folks, is mm-hmm. my point here. Uh, if you're talking gibberish, then you're going to get mm-hmm. gibberish. But if I say that I'm an estimator, uh, I do pricing for HVAC or for water softeners or for whatever it mm-hmm. is that you do, you're more likely to get the kind of leads that will give you your next career, your mm-hmm. next job, or your next customer. Right. But trying to get fluffy and say, I'm a salesman, when you're not yeah. really selling mm-hmm. anything, that's very right. different. Well, and it's also... You know, when, when you were saying, you know, don't have gibberish, you should have different versions depending on who you're talking to because sometimes the gibberish is your industry jargon. You know, and, and so Good point. you should have the version of you're talking to somebody who knows absolutely nothing about what you do. As opposed to you're talking to somebody who's very familiar with what you do. Um, and sometimes that is in a job interview. You know, if, if, right. if it's the HR person initially or a corporate recruiter, they're just looking for certain things. And they don't really understand when you go into a lot of depth. They just want those keywords that maybe were in the, the the job listing or things like that. But then when you move up the levels in the process, that's where you have to do more. You know, when I right. tell people, I teach people how to use social media. Well, if they're not familiar with it, they have no idea what I've I've said. And so I have Correct. to say, you know, I, I show people how to use LinkedIn. That you know that might trigger, and you know, and and some things like that. So it's it's using the appropriate language depending on who you're talking to. Absolutely. And so, it's, for example, if I'm talking to a gr- a group of uh, business owners, mm-hmm. um, and they are all ten to fifty million in revenues, mm-hmm. being a millionaire maker may not nah. make a big difference to mm-hmm. them. However, their hiring process mm-hmm. may be a real sore point for them. Right. So if I talk about how I have reduced turnover from 125% down to 25% mm-hmm. or from 42% down to 28% in eight months, think of the money I saved right. there, folks. Mm-hmm. That's at least a quarter of a million right there. Mm-hmm. Again, you're right. You want to tailor it to your audience. Well, and that's sometimes where people get caught. Yeah. Uh, and especially if they're inexperienced or unfamiliar or a little uncertain, they get that one statement and they've practiced that one statement. They may have practiced it in front of the mirror, but you know, we've all talked to people and seen the deer in headlights look. Exactly. When you, when you get that, it's okay. I, I need to just, you know, explain this differently. And sometimes they're just not interested and, and they don't care. Okay. Well then you go on to say, and what do you do? Or, you know, whatever right. it is. But, but yeah, you know, if somebody is talking to you and you don't understand, 
you're either going to ask questions or go on to something else, you know, and asking questions is okay. You don't want them going on to something else. Well, and that's a perfect point. And it's something that we talk about in the book called the I am statement. Keep Mm -hmm. it simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, I go for around 10 to 15 words. Um, And here's the key. If you have to explain it, it's not simple enough. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you try it out on a 12 year old. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if somebody can get it and you're explaining it that succinctly and that simply, then almost anyone else is going to get it. Right. You know, and, and then if appropriate, you get more detailed. Exactly. But, but only when it's appropriate. Only when they ask you questions. Because otherwise it's like talking to the wall. They've already shut, mm-hmm. shut down. Right. They're not listening to you right. anymore. Cool. Well, before we go on to step five, we're going to go ahead and, and take a break because it's, it's a good, stopping point right now. So we'll recap one through four when we come back and then talk about five. I am Deb Creer. We're talking about how to appropriately brag about yourself with Jeanette Sibley. And we'll be back in just a moment on Mile High Radio. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. Yep. Here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. Real life isn't like TV. Bad guys don't read scripts. When a crisis occurs, only solid training will be enough to potentially save your life and the life of your family. At Duty to Act, owned and operated by Navy SEAL Jimmy Graham, our focus is to make sure you have all the training you need to be the first and last line of defense against unwanted intruders. Duty to Act is a professional defense company that offers the best training in the world to prepare individuals to protect themselves and their family members against real-world threats of today. The Close Quarters Defense System is the world's best and most proven real-world defense system. Its foundation has been taught to our nation's most elite operators for the past two decades. Other classes we offer are active shooter response, home defense, women's defense, and more. Now, it's your turn. To find out more or to sign up for classes, find us online at dutytoact.com. That's dutytoact.com. Or call 720-644-7552. Remember, the life you save may be your own. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. Nothing says... I love you more than milehighradio.com. And now we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. are back. I am Deb Creer with my fabulous guest, Jeanette Sibley, and we've been talking about how to brag about yourself. And in particular, we're talking about Jeanette's book, which is It's Time to Brag, Five Amazing Steps to Sell Yourself. And this is online, whether you're writing your LinkedIn profile or doing Facebook posts, you know, all those various things. Or, you know, when you're uh, interviewing for a job, interviewing for a potential new client, you know, all of those various things. And so we're, we're next, you know, it's how do we get to that point? Because we've done one through four, which is KTA, that's one through three. So knowledge, talent, achievement. Number four is your I am statement, your powerful, your descriptive I am statement. So now what is number five? So number five is my background includes. Now, here's the thing. You don't want to go there unless they've expressed interest right. to your I am statement. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like we've spoken about before, is you're talking to the wall. Mm-hmm. And you mean, and depending on their question, so what, whatever question they provide you, you want to give a response back mm-hmm. on point. Right. So what you do is you take, um, again, this is all in preparation and getting in front of the mirror as we've been talking about this hour. So write down the background statements, your brag statements to support the I am statement. Mm-hmm. 
So it could be like what uh, you introduced me um, is that I'm a business coach who has created three millionaires. Um, and I could then go into, and I've also worked in helping executives save their jobs mm-hmm. and talk about how that worked, put numbers to it. So, for example, with one woman, um, I worked with her for 30 days. She didn't realize that she had one foot out the door, that they were about to fire her. Oh, dear. She had said the wrong thing to the wrong person, and he had an ego. And so what we did in 30 days is we not only got her a better job, mm-hmm. but we also got her a pay increase. Ooh. So, again, it depends on the question coming mm-hmm. back to me on whether or not I would share something like right. that. Here's the key, folks, is if you haven't done the work, if you haven't written out your brag statements, if you haven't written out various I am statements, various my background includes statements, mm-hmm. if you're not prepared like that, chances are you're missing out on a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, and partially what you talk about in your book, too, is that preparation. And and that's, you know, if you're interviewing for a job, it's what did they ask for for job, you know, for your, your uh, qualifications? Because those will be those very specific questions they, they ask of you. And, and we've all seen lots of examples of, you know, they're going to say, what is your biggest strength? What is your biggest weakness? Correct. Don't go, oh. You know, or, or don't say, I don't have one. I like that. I've, I've actually had people when, when I ask them, what is your weakness? I don't have any. Well, I'm sorry. Yes, you do. And your ego just showed me that might be your, your biggest weakness. But prepare those. Um, and then also. As brag statements yes, to answer yes. those questions. Yep. And, and a weakness has a strength and a strength has a weakness. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all of those things. And then also research who you're going to be talking with. You know, with, right. if you're interviewing for a job, research that company. Because they're going to ask you questions about, you know, say you're interviewing for a sales position and they're going to say, you know, we, we're, uh, we have a new product coming on the market. You know, well, if you did your research, you might have already found that out. So then you can already have prepared your, here's how I will do this type of, of Using statements. your brag statements. Mm-hmm, right. Exactly. If you're a consultant or a business owner and you're meeting with a potential new client, you should have looked at them. You know, if they're wanting you say to, in my circumstance, maybe they're wanting me to come in and do their social media, then I had darn well better have looked at their social media presence. Because because then I can say you've got a great Facebook page, but we you really need a LinkedIn company page, and hopefully then their eyes cross and they realize, ooh, they need to hire me to do that. <laughs> but you know, you have all of that research that you've done in advance, so that you don't have those uh, type of moments. Exactly, exactly. And in fact, in in the book, uh, it's time to brag. Career edition. Uh, there is a chapter on exactly how to network because most people, what they do is they set up what's called uh, network uh, interviews. Mm-hmm. And that's a big no-no. Right. Because when you put somebody in an interview situation, and it may not even be conscious, mm-hmm. but you put the interviewer in a yes and no position. Mm-hmm. And most times, because you're just networking, you haven't found out all their issues and you don't know what their concerns mm-hmm. are, the answer's going to be no. Right. So in, instead of going for a networking interview, networking is marketing. You're doing marketing mm-hmm. research. You're out there telling me, what are the top issues that we have here? And mm-hmm. you've already set up the context for that conversation by using your I am, mm-hmm. my background include statements. Mm-hmm. Then when it comes time for an interview or it's time to be interviewed for a promotion within mm-hmm. a company, it's a great opportunity to then remember that interview is selling. Mm-hmm. And again, review your brag statements. Make sure they are on point with what it is that they want to have done. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things I tell people is no matter what the circumstance is, whether it's that you're interviewing a new client or uh, you're being interviewed for a job or, you know, any of those things, the product that you're selling is you. Exactly. It's, you know, yes, you might be actually there to sell them a widget or, you know, something else. (laughs) But if they haven't connected with you, then nothing's going to happen. Exactly. Um, You know, and, and so there's all that. You know, and, and so we've we've gotten all this far, and, and I think part of the problem that a lot of people have, especially in a business environment, is they expect other people to brag about them. You know, how many times have you been in a meeting and the the senior level person says, "Oh, you know, this we we had this great product offering or this great service or launch or whatever it was," 
and your boss gets up and goes, oh, yeah, it was a great, and never mentions anybody else. And or, you know, you just kind of expect that they're psychic and they'll know, <laughs> you know, because you did such a great job for Bob. Well, then you're going to do such a great job for them. How do we get over the fact that, you know, we aren't psychics and, and we have to brag about ourselves? Well, I think that's interesting because um, I've talked with several people um, who have had experiences in large companies that, and I've seen postings on Google Plus and mm-hmm. Facebook about your work should speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nonsense. Right. Because number one, the work can't speak, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this book can't speak for anything, right? Um, it's about you being aware of bragging about what you have achieved, but again, doing it in a business savvy right. manner. And mm-hmm. that's the key p- piece there. And I remember a woman, uh, telling me about this. This was very heartbreaking for her and for her team. Mm-hmm. Very large company. They'd done this major project. She was the the leader of the team, and they were in this company-wide meeting, and they're going, whoa, you know, we're going to get acknowledged. So everyone's sitting on their edge of their seat, you know, ready to get mm-hmm. up there and go, woohoo. And uh, the president of the company uh, brings up her boss. Mm-hmm. And her boss doesn't say anything about the team. No, no. It was, it was a singular effort. <laughs> yep, just him. So she went up to him later mm-hmm. and said, what was that about? And he goes, well, someday you'll learn how to brag. Mm-hmm. So in other words, she hadn't positioned herself in the eyes of the company executives that really she had done mm-hmm. anything. Right. And that was very sad because without her, it wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. right? Without her team, it wouldn't have happened. And I think that's key for, for most people today is you don't want to become someone who's always out there saying, well, I did this and I did mm-hmm. that. However, at the t- at the right time and place, you might say, you know, when I've worked on hundreds of these issues in the past, this is normally what will occur. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very different way of presenting, well, that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. Because if you say that ain't going to work, then you've always got somebody else in there that's going to want to debate you, right? right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, out of a 100 times that I've done these, 99% of them haven't worked out mm-hmm. that way. It's a great idea. In an ideal world, that might work out great. But, you know, we haven't had that mm-hmm. kind of success mm-hmm. with it. What do you do? And and this wasn't in the book, but I thought of this just as, as we were talking about this. When somebody else completely takes the credit, you know, <laughs> now you can't stand up and hop up and down and say, no, no, it was me, it was me. But mm-hmm. But how do you then get that point back across to whether it was the customer or the manager or whoever that, you know, this wasn't done in a vacuum. Right. You know, I was there too. And, and, but do it in a respectful, and I mean, there are times where you just have to say, no, you know, this person did no work. Right. Um, and, you know, let the chips fall. But, but how then do you bring it back to it, you know, yeah, it was a team effort, but here's what I did or, how do you step back into that picture? Well, again, it's all, it comes into coaching and it comes into the company culture. Every mm-hmm. culture is a little bit differently. But normally, you might say, when we, and right. underline the word we, worked mm-hmm. on that project, um, and as the team leader, they didn't say, I am the team, I mm-hmm. said, as the team leader, again, mm-hmm. it's the choice of words, mm-hmm. uh, we created uh, this product on time within budget, we sold millions of widgets and gadgets, and um, as a result, the ROI on that was thirty mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Again, it, you're just speaking to the product; you're not speaking about the person, right? So right. you're not out there calling that him or her a liar, mm-hmm. which then gets into a you know who, who's yeah, louder. It's the he said, she said, thing. right? You know, and- but again, using the word "we" mm-hmm. includes that person, and then you just state again the factual. Is, mm-hmm. you know, the factual right. outcomes, the achievements. Mm-hmm. Usually when people are doing that, they haven't done the KTAs. Mm-hmm. They're not truly aware of what mm-hmm. has been done overall. And if you can speak to that and you become like a parrot, mm-hmm. and you know what a parrot is, they repeat themselves over and over, and you do it at the right time, mm-hmm. people will get it very quickly mm-hmm. that what you're saying is on mar- on mm-hmm. track but the other person may be off in their own world mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. But again, you're not going after them directly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, that's the key is you aren't attacking them. Correct. You know, you're not saying, 
well, hey, I was also there, or he didn't do this, or you right. know, any of those things. It's and and we is that appropriate? And because then a savvy manager, customer, whoever will say, now tell me what your part was. Tell me what exactly. you did if they're interested, mm-hmm. right? And if they're not, then it won't matter. Yeah, go on. Um, but but it is. It's an evolving process. You know, it, it it's not that you you learn how to do this overnight. Um, you know, as you've mentioned, it's something to to keep this document going. Um, you know, if you get an email from whoever that says, hey, this was great, well, then that should trigger, okay, I need to go write this down. Um, because they might have said, hey, you saved us $100, $1,000, 100 hours, whatever. Take that and write it down, um, you know, and, and put that back in there because we do forget those things. We do. <clears throat> it's very easy, particularly in such a fast-paced world. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, ultimately it comes back to what we were talking about at the very start, that you have to differentiate yourself. You know, and, and of course my passion is that you have to do it online, but it has to transition into the offline and the in-person world. So, you know, if, if you've put something in your LinkedIn profile, then you'd better be able to back it up when you meet somebody in person and same thing, um, you know, and, and, but it, it is about, you know, we're not the sheep. We're not just following along. But it's also not about being the braggart or the right. other B words. Um, it's, it's about taking appropriate uh, steps to just say, you know, here's what I do. Here's my talent and here's my skills. And then I love, you know, that, that you say ask other people because that is where we get that feedback where they say you had a bigger role in this or, you know, they might kind of cross their eyes and you think, okay, maybe I bragged a little too much there. Um, <laughs> But but it is something that's it's an ongoing process. I tell people you you need to go into your LinkedIn profile at least once a month and read through the whole thing and and see what you need to update. You know, there's a variety of reasons for that because first is that it tells people, you know, that you're connected with that you've updated your profile, but you will think of different ways to word things. Um and it's based on that experience that you've had in that month. You know, you will think, oh yeah, I did that. Or mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's I'm gonna go in a different path now. So I'm going to reword things. Um, you know, and, and, and the same thing goes with in-person networking. You're not always going to say the same thing. You know, we've, we've all heard about, we go to networking groups and we say the same thing and we sit with the same people. Well, then I'm sorry, you shouldn't be going to that networking group anymore. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I will reevaluate every year, you know, when you have to pay that money again, was it worth it? And was it me? You know, was I not going and appropriately networking or was it that it wasn't the right people and the right, right. connections? And it could be just that mm-hmm. the fact that you weren't using the right I am right. statements mm-hmm. and your backgrounds, my, my background mm-hmm. includes, um, there could be some hidden gems mm-hmm. in that KTAs that could make all the difference right. in the world and your online present mm-hmm. as well, presence as well as with your networking groups. Again, you need to listen. Don't get in there and try to give them the mm-hmm. spiel. Because again, they've already heard it or right. they think they've heard it. Well, and what I like about this is maybe you are going to the same group time and time right. again. You should say something different every time. You know, don't be the person that goes in and says, I do social networking, you know, no. and then they say the same thing back. And, um, you know, I was at a networking thing several months ago and we had to give someone else's 30 oh, that, seconds. I love that. And, I love that. And of course we all thought, <laughs> oh no. And, and that was what was interesting because it was, how was I coming across to people? And I had one person that came up to me and he said, you know, we, we, which I thought was, was cool. We need to work on getting you into giving presentations for groups. And I said, that's what I do. And he said, really? I have been networking with him twice a month for two years. Right. So clearly I wasn't saying the right things. Um, you know, and, and, and so I think that is something is, you know, ask people, what do you think I do? And and see what they tell you. Because quite often it's not quite on track. And even if it is, you can think of some other way to tweak right. it and, and make it a little bit better. Well, another great thing about the brag statements is you can create some great stories. Mm-hmm. So when you do your 30-second spiel, instead of doing the spiel, you tell a quick story mm-hmm. using one bragger. Right. I'm sorry, not brag, one brag statement. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That way it doesn't come across Mm -hmm. as being a bragger. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing is, is when you do that, is somebody who couldn't hear the other may be able to hear it in a story. Mm -hmm. So again, it's how you are presenting it, who the audience is, and what they are able to hear. Mm -hmm. And again, a lot of that comes back to you. 
Did you do the prep work? Have you done the five exercises mm-hmm. in the book? It's time to brag. And did you do your mirror work such that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with who you are, what you've done, and where you can help others go? Great. Well, amazingly enough, we have finished the hour and we need to wrap up. So one more time, Jeanette, tell people how they find you online and how they can buy your book. Uh, the book is at timetobrag.com. It's on Amazon. It's also on Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quickest, fastest, easiest way is to go to timetobrag.com, mm-hmm. and it'll give you different options. Great. If, by chance, uh, you want to talk with me about... Uh, becoming my next millionaire, mm-hmm. then um, on that same Time to Brag site, go up above where it says contact. It's on my uh, website, Sibco. Great. That's S as in Sam, E-I, B as in boy, C as in cat, O, dot com. Perfect. Go to contact, fill it out, and I will get back with you. Great. Perfect. And if you're not already connected with me, well, it's pretty darn easy. <laughs> you just go to my website, which is debcreer.com, and that's D-E-B-K-R- I-E-R dot com. And you'll find all of my social media sites there. So, you know, obviously that's how I connect with people. But, um, you know, it's, it, it is a small world. You never know who you need to connect with and, and all those things. And, and so you want to make sure that this is an ongoing thing. You know, you're, you're always increasing your skills. You're always thinking about those things that you do. And, you know, we've had a great time today. Thank you so much, Jeanette, for making the long drive in. <laughs> I, I came 1,800 miles. So, I mean, you know, you I, got, I think you, I won this. Yeah, I was going to say, you got me beat. <laughs> and, you know, it's been so much fun being in studio <sighs> again. And, you know, uh, we'll be back to doing the program by Skype live in Atlanta next week. And until then, everyone, have an absolutely fabulous day. For being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.